Robots Radio. Games, lore, stories, community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, the podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, welcome back to the Fallout Lorecast. This is the patron chat for the end of, wow, is September. It's almost spooktober. I'm excited to get together again with our patrons and talk about, uh, well, actually, this episode's going to be about some very sad things. Things that made us cry, things that really bummed us out, storylines, situations that, I don't know, hit us real hard. And uh, with me this week, we have a bunch of our patrons. As usual, I'm going to go through and read out all the names. And on the count of three, you're all going to make the sound that you made when you were so sad. Maybe that's a crying sound. Maybe it's not. We'll find out. Welcome back to a bunch of these individuals. Uh, Lil Green, Pumpkin King, Silas, Darth Odin, AK Spartan, Nova, and Betty Butcher. Welcome back to the show. All right. Get ready to unmute yourselves. Here we go. One, two, three. Uh, uh, oh, no. Nova, uh, oh, wow. That's such a sad combination of sounds. Oh, man. We're already bumming. Everybody else is like going to be crying at home. Um, Nova's here also. Nova's popping in and out. People are popping in and out. I don't know what's going on. The Zoom meeting's on fire. Uh, but hey, it's it's another one of these episodes. Welcome back, everybody. Who would like to kick us off? Who has a story from playing one of the Fallout games that really hit you sideways? Real bummer of a situation. Something that happened in the game, a storyline, anything like that. Who would like to start us off? Anybody? Anybody? Lil Green. Lil Green's ready to go. Okay. Um, I think the one character in Fallout that bums me out the most, Harold. <laughs> Harold. Okay, yeah, I did an episode on Harold recently. Yes, but like his like entire like storyline just kind of like bums me out because like if I remember right from your uh from your from the episode like he was just trying to like do better in the wasteland and it just didn't go right for him <laughs> yeah i mean he starts out as a uh, a guy who ends up in a difficult situation uh he tries to help a bunch of other people out he ends up wandering the wasteland eventually the stick in his head grows into a full-on tree and he's stuck in the tree or whatever yeah. and then there's the difficulty of deciding what to do with him in Fallout 3 when you finally meet him. Like, do you put him out of his misery? Do you actually, like, it's it's a rough situation. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, like, for, like, considering, like, how long he was in that situation, it's just, I, like, I, like, I don't, I can't see myself just being stuck in one spot not being able to do anything for myself or just do anything. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, no. Maintaining that, 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 a... Oh. sad and scares me a little bit yeah yeah so do you remember the first time you met howard do you remember in fallout 3 like wondering what was going on with him or like encountering a person that's a tree and be just like what what's going on here yeah yeah like like mind you like i was like in high school when i first played this so it's been a long time um God, it's almost been 20 years. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, I'm just like sitting here because like I was brand new to the um, fault to the Fallout universe when I came to when I played three. So I had no idea what 
the game and the lore was about. But like I come to this guy who is just a tree and I'm just like, what is this? And I start going, I vaguely remember going through the dialogue options. I'm like, oh, this is like really sad. And he just (laughs) wants to die. (laughs) So like, it's it's um, like i'm pretty sure like i like i just like i didn't care about like replanting things i'm like nah th- like this guy needs to be put out of his misery because yeah like, keep him alive for the better of everyone else or or give him what he wants and let him finally rest yeah so i let him finally rest because i like that's something i want something someone to do for myself yeah, I feel like I had the same decision, although you're right. It is very hard to remember back to that time. I also think uh, so. Razgris in, in chat says I remember actually Ros-Gris. meeting uh, Ross Grease. Is that the yes. best way to pronounce that? <laughs> Razgris, Ross Grease, whatever. Uh, <laughs> says uh, another video game. <laughs> I, I actually remember meeting Harold in Fallout 1 and I have a feeling that like some people have that memory, right? Because they played those original Fallout games. Uh, but I think most people got into Fallout come three or new vegas or four right and then discovered later on they're like oh this is a character that came from the other ones and like i know i wasn't aware of that when i played fallout 3 because i hadn't played the first two so yeah it's a he's a bum he's a bummer of a situation i think this is probably one of uh, one of the top ones on my list for sure let's open this up what did the rest of you all think did you guys realize how tragic this was when you met him initially Anybody want to chime in? Uh, Oh, yeah. So I hear a few different people. Betty, go ahead and chime in. We'll start with you. And if you don't mind muting your mic unless you're you're talking because we'll get other sounds coming in. Go ahead, Betty. I I think the saddest part is that the tree minders, or I don't even remember what they're called. (laughs) um, They don't really care about his like concerns or like his feel like I guess his feelings at all of like what he wants to do, and that that's like the saddest part because. I don't know. It's like he just keeps commu- trying to communicate what he what he wants. Like obviously he wants to assisted suicide, I guess. But um, yeah, it's just that part's just extremely, extremely like heartbreaking. I wonder if there's an analogy there for the way we treat treat nature. You know, like trees and plants in general. Like even if they had personalities, you can tell us what they wanted. We'd still probably just chop them down and use them for the resources. You know, like that kind of thing. Maybe um, Nova, did you want to chime in? Yeah, I was I was going to say that he like his entire life was kind of just one you know, unfortunate series of events after another until he eventually kind of like he got immortality in a way that at like in a way that's kind of similar to super mutants, but the same that allowed him to actually keep his intelligence and he didn't become a roid rage monster. But at the same time that he will almost had a cancer that was slowly overtaking him. Yeah, that made him you know literally rooted him to the ground. And it got to a point where he literally couldn't do anything except for exist. And then he, a cult developed around him, but all he wanted to do was pass on because he traveled from one side of America to the other. And I'd seen probably more than anybody else in the United States. And just imagine like we've seen three, we've seen new Vegas, or like we've seen new Vegas. We've seen DC, we've seen Boston, we've seen Appalachia, we've seen, the entirety of California as well. And just all the depressed, like all the depressing sights and sounds and scenery that he has to experience and not to mention surviving all of that, it probably would greatly dishearten you and you just wouldn't have the will to live after a certain amount of time. 
Yeah, I, I think this is one of those things that comes up a lot in fiction where it's like uh, eternal life is kind of a curse. Like humans, we're just like psychologically, we're not built to just keep on existing. And although a lot of us have a fear of death, the idea of constantly living forever also seems terrifying when you really think about it. Because what eventually was else is new, even in a context where like it's our own world, let alone, you know, the wasteland and everything's falling apart and everybody's out to kill you. Um, so, yeah, interesting points. I, I think that it's it's kind of a, a warning story on a few different levels. Um, Pumpkin, do you want to chime in about this one? Yeah, sorry. Give me a second. I'm, sta- I'm sitting next to a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> you're um, fine. You're fine. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, like it's all like he his was tragic because of all the different reasons of him being stuck and having the thing in his head but like he it he was trying to do right i agree with everybody that's what i'm saying everybody's making a really good point it's also sad of like the different ways you can help him right right the options you're given are none of them are the good one right they're all gray yeah, that's really it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a good one, Little Green. Good one to start us off with. Thanks for, for starting us off with that. Who would like to go next? Who has another situation they'd like to share that really bummed them out? Nova? Uh, yeah. I was going to choose Randall Clark from old, from Honest Hearts. He is also known as the survivor or and the father. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... there's like it's it's very it's a very sad and interesting story all in one you know he is a u.s army soldier who had been deployed to to alaska and was on leave or not to alaska I mean to canada and was on leave at home when the bombs fell and he was driving to the he was great driving to zion national park and he could see in his rearview mirrors the multiple bright flashes of megaton class nuclear weapons going off and like next to him was an old couple that he had to put out of their misery because they were flash blinded by the nuclear explosions so he had to do that as like his first action in the post-apocalypse was Killing, like mercy killing an old an old lady and her husband because they were they they wouldn't be able to survive in in, in the nuclear wasteland, let alone blind and going deaf and probably hobbling around because they're seventy something years old. So yeah, yeah, they weren't going to survive out there on their own no matter what. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, and so he's putting yeah. on their misery, but like he he knew in the back of his head that oh my god everything had just changed for me, my wife and child, newborn child, like less than a year old are dead in salt lake city and all i can do now is i can just go forward to zion national canyon or national park and try make a life for myself there because well i can't go back to i can't go back to salt lake city because it's a nuclear wasteland right now mm-hmm. just been bombed and i need shelter because he knew that the uh, that the um a uh, black rain was going to start uh, the atomic winter a nuclear winter was going to set in very soon and so he had to go find cell shelter and so he existed for about a year in zion canyon just scavenging off of uh off of uh the equipment left behind that the national geological survey teams that had to abandon that and just merely surviving just by cave water condensation 
and exists and seeing that happen before he ventured back trekking 70 something miles, 80 miles, whatever it is through the new wasteland back to, uh, back to, uh, Salt Lake city, Utah, just to see if he could find anything. And he, he basically gave up when he got there, but then he found his second coming, like his, his second wind when he realized that if he, dies there so does the memory of his kid and his wife and so he has to go on another day he has to go on to try and make something of the new world and it was and so he went back to zion canyon but while he was there the survivors from mexico came up and he helped save them so he found a new calling as kind of just a mysterious, a mysterious stranger who was going to just help people however he could, but then they were murdered and cannibalized by survivors of Volt 22 <laughs> right. infected. It, it always <laughs> just so, goes bad. Yeah. It's, and so the people he just found <laughs> and was kind of making a connection with, even though he was a language barrier, he was like, oh, okay, these are my new friends. I'm going to try right. and just like... I have I, purpose again. Talk, yeah. I have purpose just helping yeah. them right. and then they get eaten. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, but then, fr- and then so he kind of fights a solo guerrilla war using, uh, like, who, who was that? Um, like, he's he, like, while he was in, like, somewhere he scavenged, uh, he, he scavenged a set of marine armor, of marine desert armor from RB Vickers' corpse, I suppose, and along with his right, well, along with his 12.7 millimeter, 12.7 by 42 beowulf uh service rifle and so he was using that to wage it using those those to wage a guerrilla war against the volt 22 survivors when he found a new family out of the carnage with that lady i don't don't remember her name but like he found a new family with her like they he he saved her because it like first off getting killed in this trap and sylvie Sylvie? Sylvie might have been. Yeah, I have it open right here, but I, I, I think can't I think find it might have been name. Sylvie. Yeah, this is another. This is one of those stories I haven't thought about in a very long time. But you're doing a good job yeah. uh, giving us a concise. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, synopsis. And, 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 and so he saved her not just from the rest of people from 22 who, at that point, were going mad with hunger and disease and mm-hmm. uh, and, and for and, and the fauna that was trying to hunt them down or yeah fauna, uh, but also from his own bear trap that she stepped in and so she patched her up allowed her to live another day they fell in love she got pregnant and then died at childbirth along with her newborn child it's just it's, he keeps <laughs> being tragic yeah it does yeah. but from that though yeah again he was at the he was at the edge he was going to give up but then from that though kids just magically appear <laughs> from the garden i guess i i i guess which oh, my dogs are barking downstairs anyways the kids magically appear and so he all of a sudden realizes I do have a purpose on this earth. I do have meaning. And that was to protect people. Even though my last three attempts, four attempts actually failed. Right. Five, if you include uh, the United States, which, you know. <laughs> He's like the nuked. Abe Lincoln of Fallout. Like, I failed, of, yeah. I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed. I finally become president. <laughs> But yeah. except he's not a president here. He's just taking care of kids. Uh, no, but he's here, though, old he at this becomes, point. Yeah. Yeah. But here, though, he becomes the original father. Suck it, Sean. And he <laughs> actually creates something that exists for the next 200 years. And that would be the Sorrows tribe. He gives the children that have wandered into the canyon 20 something or 30 something in total a 
like survival lessons just by leaving them books here, leaving them hollow tapes. There are messages here, leaving them food and medicine that he found in, in the surrounding area. Right. Yeah, like, right. like leaving notes. In, like in their mysterious and, protector and teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And so he became the father, but unintentionally also killed some of them with the traps that he had made for the Volt 22 people. So, but that's besides the point though, which kind of works into their mythos. And so into their mythos, they eventually create around him. And then when, uh, and then when Graham and whoever the other Mormon comes along, they think of him and Silva as Joseph and Mary and they're in their, Right. Child as Jesus, who he talked about because he was slowly divulging more details to what he thought of as his family, as his children. And then he slowly eventually, you know, slowed down because he was getting a year, he was getting older and older. And at 70, he peacefully passed away at uh, Fallen Rocks Cave, I think. Mm -hmm. Or no, no, not Fallen Rocks. Uh, He peacefully passed away at the arch. And okay. from that, he finally created something that had lasted and something that is quite beautiful, yeah. in my opinion. Man, the uh, Fallout New Vegas, the Oblivion team, the people who, you know, carried over from the original Fallout series to New Vegas and then on to Oblivion. There's something there's they just do tragedy so well. <laughs> like their situation is like their version of the Wasteland is just so much more harsh and like, ugh. But it is one of those stories, right? Where like at some point you're just going to give up. Right. And then he doesn't. And then it's like, well, what about this time? And then no, there's something else to live for. Um, so, I mean, it's a testament to human spirit, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Do and, yeah, like, anybody else want to chime in about this one? Do you guys remember this? You come across his like skeleton uh, um, <laughs> in, in so, New Vegas. Uh, his his story like it's always intrigued me a lot his his armor is the one that i always choose but it's the story behind his character's story it's always just sad because it's one family after another until he finally decides what if i just i protect them without getting involved right from a distance right yeah and that's one of my favorite parts about it is it kind of show it kind of it brings it brings a, a folkloric style to it. Yeah, yeah, it does have that kind of mythological quality, like folklore kind of thing. Um, and a lot of these really good stories from these games have that same kind of feeling. So, yeah, that's a good one. Thanks for that synopsis, uh, Nova. Yeah, another another very tragic one. Another one worth crying about. Um, who would like to go next? Silas. Silas, what do you think? What, what hit you so so sad? Made you so sad? Hit you sideways? So, um, one of the one of the main things that I can think of because I've recently played through Fallout Four, um, there are two specific things that I can think of that aren't necessarily explained well, um, but they are hinted at. Um, one of them is part of West Everett estates, um, going through and, you know, killing all them super mutants in that, uh, encampment. There's, uh, it's a house that has a bunker underneath and, you know, you can find holotypes all over that explain, you know, you know, find the kids, bring them down here, you know, tell them what needs to happen. And this is how to get in and all that kind of stuff. 
And then, you know, you get down in the bunker and you find, you know, graves for all the kids and the parents. And then, um, there's also another one that I can't remember exactly where, but it's a similar type of thing. And, um, when you finally come on the, uh, the end graves, there's, a in a bunker, there's, uh, two graves that are for the kids. And then the parents are, uh, skeletons on a bed mm-hmm. nearby. Yeah. Kind of that's more situational storytelling kind of thing where you, you realize how tragic this must have been for the people, even though you don't actually get to interact with them very much. Yeah. And, and, then. And Fallout does a really good job at that of even though you didn't have a named character or even though you didn't know who they were, there's still a lot of story that can be found and uh, reflected upon within it. Yeah, I think in those situations you can kind of because part of them being so vague is that you can put yourself in the shoes of the situation. You can see the tragedy mm-hmm. and the the difficult decisions they had to make and the fact that they didn't make it or the idea that I mean just these fundamentally difficult topics of like having to bury a child or you know having to mm-hmm. deal with a spouse who's not going to make it and this and you've got to go on or whatever whatever the version of the story is, right? And we get a lot of those in the Fallout games. Um for as wacky as it gets, it gets it's real dark at the same time it goes both directions so yeah anybody else want to chime in on this one pumpkin so the the one with the two graves and the parents laying on the cot nearby that one always did hit me because it wasn't just the fact of they lost their kids it was the fact of um they they did so much to prevent losing their family that such a small detail because of the fact of it was lack of oxygen that and that was their demise which is horrible total like in my opinion that's like suffocation one of my worst way the worst ways to go out yeah in that slow it's and it's it's sad because of the it goes from we're we'll be safe we'll be okay to stupid ventilation or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah that's the thing that got us all the things that could go wrong and that's the thing that that did it yeah that's uh man this man this we gotta cheer up this <laughs> the topic of this episode is very sad um anybody else have any thoughts on this one um yes yeah, silas dark stuff dude <laughs> thanks for thanks for bumming oh, us I, out i'm gonna have I to say that every single time i think there's one more aspect to this story that you forgot about the mother at, I think it was West Everett States. The mother was at the hospital and you can find her side of the story at oh. the, um, like, I think it was the hospital in downtown Boston with the, with the vertebrate crash through it. I forget what it is, but you can actually hear her side of the story. And she is like begging a nurse or one of her friends to go find her husband and bring this uh, message to her. Oh uh, yeah. I, I'm not super familiar with this one off the top of my head, but, uh, oh, that's Yeah. Yeah, it's it, that's the other thing that's so fun about these is when they have like other parts of the story that you can find in other places and you're like, oh, this connects to that other thing. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good one, Silas. I mean, terrible one, but good. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. All right. Who would like to go next? We'll do one more before we take a uh, take the mid break. Uh, Darth Odin. Let's do you. What's your sad story? <sighs> 
<laughs> Deep breath. So this is kind of like a hard one for like, I'm trying to figure out which one I want to tell because there's so many of them that I'm like thinking of at the moment. And what is your gut say? My gut is saying when your spouse gets killed in fallout four, the beginning, the beginning, the very yeah. beginning and your son gets stolen. Yeah. Me as a parent. Yeah. Really hit me hard. <laughs> Oh, it's hard to watch because you're stuck in the the little, you know, cryo chamber and then they come in and then they open it up and then they go to take the baby away and they don't want to let go of the baby and then they get shot. And like, like having to watch that and not be able to do anything about it. I mean, oh, my God. Yeah. Any (gasps) any spouse slash parent. That's like. Nightmare fuel. Absolutely. Man. All right. I mean, that one doesn't take much description, but absolutely. Who else? Who else is like, yeah, if my spouse went through that or if my child went through that, I would just like, I don't know what I would do. Like, it it totally drives the narrative of the game. Right. Being that you are a very specific person in a very specific situation. Um, Anybody else want to chime in on this one? Pumpkin's got thoughts again. Go, Pumpkin. (laughs) I know I talk a lot, (laughs) but um. He, uh, I do like the thought. It is a, it is sad because no matter what, it's always going to be sad when you see someone that your character, like either your character or you love, go um, well, be bang shot. Um, but it's it's one of the it's the beginning peak in that game where it 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 gives your character a reason to look for your kid and it basically um revenge. Yeah, it sets the it, it sets is. the stakes. It sets the yeah. you know like this world is unforgiving. Somebody can just march in, shoot your spouse, steal your child, yeah. and that's like, what you got to deal the, with. The game doesn't give you the game doesn't give you enough time to be upset about it because it just throws you straight into the game, and all you think about is I want to get back. Yeah, and that's all. That's your main thought. Right. Right. Yeah. And then and then you continue on. You meet you run into uh, Codsworth and then you have the whole conversation with Codsworth about like, this is what just happened. And why are you still here? And yeah, Codsworth, they're not around anymore. There's, then there's also the whole thing of you can bring your companions down there to go and see the see what happened. Mm-hmm. And each one will have something to say. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a tough one. Spartan, did you want to chime in? Yeah, um, I just was also thinking on the flip side of that, um, because that whole situation kind of kicks off the player story. But also, I I kind of like how sad that moment is in Kellogg's story, Mm -hmm. because when you think about it, like he went off the deep end when his family was torn apart and torn from him. And now he's so far down the rabbit hole that he's doing that to you. Right. I mean, he it, it's it's and I'm not saying that I mean, clearly the, the victims there are, are the player character and, and the family. But like, I still like that, like extra twist of the night where it's like this Kellogg didn't want to be in this position. Kellogg didn't want to be here doing this. Kellogg probably wishes he was with his family. But here he is taking yours because his is gone. Right. I, I think this is another one of those things that makes the writing so good is that the the pain we inflict on others is often the same pain we've already felt ourselves. Like that's also a very human thing. The things that drove us to extremes in our own lives and make us cause harm to other people often are cyclical. 
right? Like abuse is an example of that. Man, this is a really dark episode. But like typically people who are abusive to their children were abused as children. Like that's it's a cycle, right? And the same kind of thing. Somebody who goes down this dark path suffered the very things that they're now inflicting on others. Um, and why it's good to go to therapy. <laughs> that's your, that's you. The more you know of this episode. Boing. All right. Um, thank you, Darth Odin. This is another very dark topic. I'm going to have to put a warning at the beginning of this that this is going to probably trigger everybody for every possible thing ever. Uh, but tell you what, why don't we take a quick break and go thank our patrons. So you guys and everybody else who supports the show. And we'll be back with some more absolutely terrible things in just a little bit. All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore to learn more. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons. So thank you to everybody who is able to join us for this episode and to uh, anyone else who has helped support the show in the past or currently. We currently have 83 patrons. Thank you to all of you. And we have to shout out Darth Mosin. Darth, thank you so much for your support. Uh, Darth was here and then I think disappeared. Something may have disconnected. Uh, but huge shout out to you, Darth Mosin, because you are our Liberty Prime Thank you so very, very much. And also shout outs to our sentry bots, Germinator, Larry D, Sky R, and Terrell. Thank you so much for your support and for everybody who supports the show. Uh, we don't have any new patrons this week, but if you'd like to join us for future episodes like this or get ad free episodes or stickers or T-shirts, we're getting close to refreshing the T-shirt designs, everybody. That'll be coming out. Uh, I guess the new ones I'll be working on this month. So maybe another four or five weeks from now. So that'll be fun. So fun stuff for the for the coming year and uh if you're interested in any of that patreon.com slash fallout lorecast is the place to go also if you'd like to leave us a rating on apple podcasts that's a wonderful place to do it because it's very useful and uh if you leave a five-star rating we'll read it out in the future plus you can rate us on spotify and all sorts of other places so thank you to everybody for the support all right let's get on with the conversation here we go if you have any questions about nuka world i'd be delighted to answer them all right, we're back. Who would like to go next? We've had a number of people go. Pumpkin, you ready? So, Pumpkin's yeah. ready to bum us out. <laughs> Let's do this. There, well, it's it's two separate encounters in two of the in two of the games. Okay. One, I'm gonna the first one I'm gonna talk about is it from is actually from '76, 
And it's a random encounter where you can find a little girl standing next to a grave with a little picture of a cat with a little toy. Oh, oh no. Now, what we did, what me, me and my friend discovered this, we're like, oh, this is really sad, but it's, like, you, you didn't, it's not one of those things that really happened. And then my friend went and snatched up the toy and the uh, thing, and the girl goes, put it back. Oh, and that's no. when we were like, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Oh. That one hit us. And we were like, oh, I regret everything now. Oh. But okay, the second one always hits home for me because it oh, it's one of the saddest episodes of an amazing TV show. And it's Seymour the Petrified Dog in um, Futurama. Lonesome Road. In, in, Lonesome, in Lonesome Road. Futurama? Is this a Futurama thing also, Nova? Yes, this is. So, yes. So, the, the random encounter is a reference to one of the saddest episodes of Futurama. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. I haven't and seen every episode of Futurama. It, it's one of those shows yeah, I've kind of watched uh, intermittently. It talks about um the show. The episode is about uh all about Fry's dog from before he was frozen. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and in in... New Vegas is Lonesome Road. Right before you fight the Tunneler Queen, you can find a pet, a petrified dog named Seymour. Oh man! So your whole it, your whole topic it, is sad animals, animal <laughs> like, stuff. Yes. Oh no! So it always it all, like every time, and I always grab Seymour. You can grab Seymour, and you can display him in your player home. And I'm uh-huh. always grabbing Seymour. Seymour uh-huh. the the one thing I'm always grabbing. Oh man, sad pet stuff. Oh, that's gonna. For some reason, that hits people harder than sad human stuff yeah. sometimes. <laughs> so, like, but no, the cat, the cat one was a recent discovery. That was like less than a month ago. That's great. What part of the I, map is that one in? Well, it's it's a randomly spawning one. Oh, really? Really? So it's not yeah, like there's a location the with a grave. Ra- it's not a specific location. Okay, it's I haven't run into it. One. Yeah, that's oh, it, that's it, great. It, it was my first time, like a month ago, just running into it for the first time. Yeah, some of that stuff you can like. Like sometimes you run into certain ones multiple times through multiple like playing. Yeah, the pipe. (laughs) Pipe is life. Um, But then sometimes you like you don't hit like people will talk about a thing like this and then other people be like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I saw that. And then like for some reason, you're like, well, I never came across that one. That's weird. Um, But that one that one was it was the fact of like my friend did it. She grabbed it and then it was the put it back. And then both of us just went, "Oh, oh, oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> bummer bummer time all right do you guys have any uh, thoughts on these any sad pet feelings how dare you bring up seymour <laughs> <laughs> well it is sad it's part of the topic it's appropriate uh, that that though like uh like the futurama episode <laughs> is a, a whole other beast but like i do vaguely remember coming across that i was like oh my god did they just make a like a, a futurama uh reference and just like uh <laughs> it is a wild wasteland encounter though so yeah it makes <sighs> sense it makes sense oh man i hope we get like wild wasteland stuff for starfield as like an update sometime just like weird like there's some funny stuff in there but it'd be really cool to get oh. some really wacky ones what getting like an asteroid seymour sure yeah 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 or like i mean there's all cool. sorts of fun references you can make and what's funny to me is seymour itself in the Futurama episode is a reference to something that happened in Japan following a real dog that, uh, whose owner, um, was a professor 
and he took the same train every day and the dog would go there, wait for him. And then when he came home from the train, he would go home with him. And then one day while uh, the professor was at work, he had a heart attack and uh, passed away. Yeah. And never came home and the dog returned every single day. Right. And his name was uh, Hachiko. Well, I don't remember the name, but I do remember There's that story. It, that's think. so weird. That's okay. So that was a reference to that. So we're now we're like two, two levels deep into the reference chain. Real meta. Yeah. We got real meta here. Yeah. I remember that story. Now that you bring that up, Silas, I remember having heard that before. Um, yeah. I don't know. Dogs are the best. That's a bummer. All right. Time to move on from sad, sad pet stories. All right, who else wants to break our hearts? Anybody want to go next? Spartan, Betty, I think it's you two, right? Spartan, you want to go? Yeah, I can go. Um, I I had a couple I was mulling over. Um, I, I I I really I really wanted to talk about Kate because I know that story has a happy ending, but I think like I mean. Uh, the the road there there's so like it, i mean is like is it a happy ending like i mean it, it it's better but like the the, the journey is so and, and like I don't you're know, talking like, about I, her abuse yeah, yeah, and yeah, like should, all should, of that should, and I should, how I should, I should i should explain like what i yeah. mean so so what i mean is like as as you're journeying with her and, and playing with her she'll d- divulge stuff that happened to her not just you know where in the combat zone where you met her with the raiders but with her parents you know with other people she's known and it it it, it never gets better yeah being you know, sold the, into slavery y- yeah and all of that. yeah yeah and, and and also i just i have a real like uh, uh soft spot like so i'm from a really rural part of ohio where addiction is is a very big problem and the way like like where it's it's just that mentality of like she she really wants to get better Mm -hmm. like she doesn't want to feel the way she feels but she also is like is this the only thing even keeping me like alive like can i even get better without completely falling apart and i i I thought about that but then the other one from four i that I think is probably sadder because Kate can, you know, you can help Kate is Oswald be from Nuka world because yeah, yeah magic, you, the magic guy, right? You can't. Yeah. new from, from kitty kingdom because you, you can't, you can't help Oswald. <laughs> um, and Oswald is trying to help all of his friends. You know, it's a real found family situation where he was there trapped in kitty kingdom with these other employees, Rachel, his friend, or, or I don't remember if it was his friend or a girlfriend or what, I don't remember exactly, but, but Rachel went out to find help and he's been there the entire time protecting all of those ghouls from the Raiders, keeping, trying to keep you out, all of this stuff. And you can find her yourself. She's not coming back. You know, <laughs> right. she, she, she's, she's just not. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just not, I'm not trying to, but it's, you know, it, you can find her and, and, it didn't work and he's never going to know that and he's never going to give up. And I I think if just in terms of sadness, that one, that one really breaks me a little bit because it's just like he, he, he's trying to do so much good and it's just never going to work. 
like right. it's it's right. already it's already done everybody's ghoulified there's nothing yeah to do yeah about it. it's yeah. already it's already over it's yeah. been over for the longest time and it's just right it, yeah that one that one hurt yeah both of those are tragic um back to the kate thing i think that that ties into abuse and addiction and the fact that like those kinds of issues especially early in life really do a number on you psychologically like you end up having anxiety and all sorts of issues later on in life. And it's it's only something that you can start mitigating with a lot of help and support from people and actual professional care and all of these things. And without that, they just become these en- unending suffering parts of who you are. And that also is very tragic, you know, um, and, you know a reason again go to therapy everybody could use therapy it's you know like even for little things like absolutely so yeah absolutely tragic stuff all right who would like to chime in on this one anybody have thoughts pumpkins got thoughts so with oswald it's there's also the you can actually take the holotape that's on rachel's body and you can play it for him and you can completely bypass the fight and he goes well i have no reason to be here I'm going to go continue what Rachel was doing. And yeah. I feel like I went through that one, in his hat. one time, like the last time I played through, it, I feel like I tried that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just disappears, so right? He, he like, he, he gives you his hat and his, and his weapon, I think. And then he disappears. He just, poof. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's one thing that it, it can be a happy, a happy quote unquote ending. But it's still tragic. But it's, it's still sad. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's, gotten, he's officially got nobody. Right. So See, and that's why I wish that there was a way to get through the Kitty Kingdom without, you know, killing all the ghouls to get there. You know, because you only realize later on that those are all his friends and you're out there just, you know, murderizing them. Yeah, wow. because you have to defend yourself. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it sets you up to be like to feel guilty, to be like, oh, crap. But also, are they still his friends? Because they're ghouls. They don't know who he is. They just don't attack him. There's a difference, well, right? Like, I feel like there's been a few times in the series that they've shown that ghouls can, to some rudimentary capacity, understand the ferals, you know? Yeah, but the ferals don't really have mental capacities the other direction they just don't attack the other ghouls just because they don't attack you doesn't mean they recognize who you are and are friends with you still they just don't attack them right um so they're still they're already lost and if you think about it in that way you're putting them out of their misery because they're basically just living zombies that just kind of go mm-hmm. on right so yeah so yeah but you could i mean if there's a little shred of humanity left in there somewhere then yeah that does become even more tragic so yeah man dark stuff all right spartan this is these were good also uh we've got betty betty's last i think you're the last one yes yes um so mine's a little more general it's not like a specific like event or anything but okay feel like the pit is probably the most depressing DLC to me. Um, essentially everyone's, you know, enslaved for the rest of their days. You never see the sun. Uh, you're exposed to radiation, just like everybody else, obviously, but it just seems really intense out there. Um, and you're living in a post-apocalyptic world on top of that. So it's just, it's, <laughs> Even if really, you get out, what else is there? 
right? Yeah. At least you see the sun, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you have a little freedom and you're not uh, treated as inhumane. And, um, you know, I, I just I never feel good doing that DLC. I don't really it's not my favorite and it doesn't make me feel good. And um, just the circumstances are so horrific to me. Yeah, I remember when it came out and a lot of the reviews were like, wow, this really went dark. Like they were like, this DLC is a step in a very dark direction and be ready when you get into it. I also think that there's kind of a obviously a commentary on slavery that happens a lot in these games, but also a commentary on like the Industrial Revolution and the idea that like children were sent into mines and didn't see the sun because they worked 12 to 16 hour shifts or whatever, you know, monstrosity of a situation we had until all of a sudden we had unions and the ability to get out of that. But there were a lot of people historically and you see the similar kind of things with the mining in 70 Fallout 76, like the the miners uh, and then they were being replaced by machines. But um, that idea of using human beings throughout so much of history as tools to get a thing done rather than as people and then yes. you know how that comes back in in this situation um yeah it's it's a dark reminder of what humans are capable of when you know things get taken too far absolutely exactly. and the fact that in that dlc i think you can eat the baby or or you can steal the baby wait you can't eat the baby. pumpkin pumpkin no, wants no, to no, okay, talk okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> The eating the baby thing in that in that DLC is a it's a Mandela effect. It's actually a mod. Is it is it a mod? The baby, yeah. Because I don't remember I don't remember that part. Is there a mod to eat the baby? Okay. There's so you can kidnap the baby to give it to the you know the the slaves to help them with their but there's a mod to yeah the eat the the baby baby. like that cannibal perk allows you to eat it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like like sometimes they push the boundaries on like, oh, that's kind of gross. But like eating a baby, I don't think is one of the ones that they would have put in the actual base game. Um, But I'm sure somebody has modded worse stuff. So there's that. Uh, Anybody else want to chime in about this one? Pumpkin, you have other thoughts? So, yeah. So besides the eating the baby thing. (laughs) There it's also the thought of they're they're having to live in they're basically uh they have the the thought of they're gonna eventually turn into a trog right they they in their head that that that's what they have to look forward to oh god that's so dark and then you get to see like right firsthand when you first go into the steel yard that there was another person out there who's pretty sure he's seen his like who had like his sibling or something and then it ends up killing him yeah yeah Nova, did you want to chime in well i was was gonna say it's not everybody who turns into trogs it's some people only get lesions and uh in like war and like uh boils on their body while other people get the mental degeneration the the troglodyte disease and so it affects people differently like 50 percent of the people only get lesions and stuff while the other people just become like worse than ghouls basically that's great sounds like a great situation Sorry, did you have more to say? I'm just, I'm just 
being sarcastic. Oh no, I, I was done. Yeah. I was done. So, yeah. so it's you know, it's not only it's not just total despair. Otherwise, I think if everybody were to become trogs, there wouldn't be anybody left inside the city or inside the ruins. Even right. if, even if they kept bringing in slaves, eventually the slavers would all be wiped out by the just becoming trogs. And so all, all people who are alive in the, so the city, or at least all the people who are in the higher class, the scaffolding, whatever they call it, uh, uptown, I think, they're all, in, like, they are only, like, they're not becoming trogs. They're just disgusting. Right, right. Is it's the best way yeah. to put it, really. Neither situation is good, but one of them is a little bit better than the other. It, it, like I said, it's more of like them, they, they think that's what's going to be in their head is that's what I have to look forward to. Yeah, it's pretty. The whole situation is just dark. So absolutely. Wow. Well, you all have done a wonderful job uh, bumming everybody out who's listening to this podcast this week. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate the time and the uh, the real human feelings. Did uh, let's I want to follow this up real quick. Did you actually have a situation at all? Because I titled this in the Twitch chat moments that made us cry. Did you actually have a situation where you actually shed tears? Have any of you been like, yes, actually, yeah, I was super bummed out. Okay, I'm seeing a few hands raised. Um, we don't need to go into details, but I just like, I, I think that's kind of interesting that like this is, that's the power of these games, like role playing in this world and seeing these situations. And obviously they make us laugh sometimes and they, we get stories to tell that we want to talk about on podcasts together, but sometimes things are just super, super sad. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to wrap up the episode. We're going to go back through. Feel free to share something you're working on or stuff you want to shout out or otherwise you can just say, hey, thanks for being here or whatever. Uh, let's I'm going to go through in the order of the people on the screen. Lil Green, you're up first. Um, How's photography well, going? <laughs> uh, I've been actually going through a pole dancing event that I photographed last night. Okay. And I got a bunch of other stuff coming up. I got a couple shoots that I'm going to be hopefully posting in the next week or two. So, yeah, no. Uh, if you want to check out my work, just look me up on uh, Instagram, green underscore photography. Or if you have any random questions, apparently that's still happening. Uh, you could find me on uh, the Discord. Uh, I think my name's just Lil Green on there. Yeah, or you could be like Pumpkin King here and uh, send him friend requests on consoles that'll take me three months to get to because i don't know go. how to work the ps5 interface mm -hmm. there you go yeah <laughs> awesome awesome yeah go check out uh little green stuff thanks little green pumpkin you're up next you got anything going on you want to share um well i of course i have my twitter which is the uh, uh pumpkin though which is the it's what the one is the i is a one and the E is a three. Sorry, brain is a bit weird right now. It's all right. And then, um, of course, I've got my responders group that I'm trying to get together. So if you are, if if you're on PlayStation and are into that sort of responders role play stuff, just hit me up. Yeah, tag on them Discord. on the Discord, and then you guys can all get together. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us again, uh, Darth Odin. Darth, you got anything you want to share? Uh, yeah. Um. So currently. I've been doing like for this week, I've been doing a, a live stream challenge, uh, 30 hours of gaming to stop soldier suicide. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Um, so if you want to follow me on Twitch, it's Odin, the hooded one 93. 
And then, uh, I don't think I got anything else going on. Well, that's cool. That's a, that's a really nice cause. That's great. I hope you're just, just, doing just well enjoying it. some ESO and <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us again. Yeah. Good luck with that, with that. And I hope you raise a lot of money. That's, that's awesome. Uh, Spartan, AK Spartan. Yeah. Um, I don't have a ton right now. I remember last month I had said I was probably going to start streaming soon. That is still in the works. I actually am going to wait a little bit longer just because I, I have a new coworker that, um, I've been working with that has been, he and I have been talking about doing some Elden Ring streams together and then possibly actually a YouTube channel with that. So I want to take a little bit longer to throw some seasoning on some of that stuff because I don't know, but there is a chance I have Tuesdays. I don't go into work until 8 PM. I work pretty much every other afternoon. So it's looking like for me, at least Tuesdays are going to be my streaming day when I get that going. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty much just working and, and planning out stuff like that. So if anybody wants to play Elden Ring, because I've got some ideas with some Elden Ring stuff going on, I'm going to be diving back in a lot, doing some research and stuff like that. So if anybody wants to play, or if anybody has like, Hey, this is some cool lore that this or a YouTube channel that, you know, is like, obscure take me up with it because i'm i'm awesome. i'm looking into all that stuff right now yeah so. yeah the uh archaeologist the uh uh tarnished archaeologist channel yeah yeah that's that a one's, big one that one's real good I, I i like that content absolutely and there's rumor that the new dlc is actually coming out sooner than yes. we might think so i saw that today. that's fun too yeah oh. dude awesome well good luck with all that that sounds great thank you yeah thank yeah. you awesome all right nova nova you're up next hello um yeah, I thank you for having me on the stream. First of all, it's always lovely to thanks be for, here. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I give you fifty dollars a month. Thanks for the support. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's no problem at all. Yeah. So um, I was on the, the Starfield uh, lore cast like two days ago, I think something like that. Yeah, that, that goes long. up um, in on Friday for everybody. So I'm ex- yeah, I'm if you want to hear Nova on the Starfield lore cast and a bunch of other people, we're all talking Starfield stuff. Go check that out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining me on there too. Oh yeah, of course. It's always it's always a pleasure. Um, I have my own YouTube channel. It is Supernova Capital S Capital S uh, Capital N Zero Capital V Capital A. Look for the Golden Retriever icon. I am currently working on a few videos. Uh, They go very slowly because I work full time in YouTube. It's just a fun little thing I do on the side. So don't expect regular uploads from me. It is just hey, I feel like doing this right now, so I'm gonna do it. I guess. Uh, Next next video is going to be a about the mad scientists of America and then following up immediately with that with the sunset sarsaparilla story. So oh, cool. uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already re- written both of those. Out. I'm just trying to record the actual audio in the video. So that's basically what I've been doing. Oh, and today I went to a, today I went to a school with a therapy dog and got to hang out with a bunch of special education classroom kids. So that was a lot of fun. I couldn't take pictures though because that's kind of illegal. But I just thought I'd make <laughs> okay. it though. All right, well, we'll take your word on it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool, man. Awesome. Well, good yeah. luck with everything. Yeah, Keto got a nice, he got a bunch of stuffed animals from the kids. He was in heaven. Oh, yeah. That's the dog's name, Keto. Keto. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, thanks for being here and, and good luck with everything. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Betty, you're up next. You got anything you want to share? Hey, um, I know this is a Fallout lore cast, but I've been playing <laughs> a lot of. <laughs> um, I just finished Knights of the Nine. Okay. I really like. I haven't done it before until now, so really enjoyed that. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah, it's classic, classic stuff. It's always good to go back to 
those games, you know? So, all right. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, and then we've got Silas. Silas wrapping it up for us. Silas, you got anything you want to share? Um, not a whole lot. Um, I've been working on my pottery, which is great because I finally got that set up. And then I'm listening to the Elder Scrolls lore cast, and I'm about a year behind right now. But right now you're doing Skyrim with my mom. <laughs> I'm really enjoying listening to that. Um, Those videos yeah. are up on YouTube also, if ever you want to oh, see them while, while, yeah, instead of just listen to them. Yes. Yeah, they are. Uh, I don't know if but, they got transferred to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast channel if they're up on the Robots Radio one, but they're, if you search Skyrim with my mom, I bet it's going to show up because I don't think anybody else has a series named that. But I've, I've been listening to it and it's it's got me thinking I want to do something similar with my partner. Yes, yeah, you know, it's fun. They, 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 they're interested in things that I'm interested in, but not the best at games. So I was thinking that'd be a good way to, but your, your Skyrim with my mom has definitely inspired the idea for that. So I'm yeah. hopefully yeah. do that at some point. Awesome. Yeah. You can do it with fallout also. Like if somebody's not good with a controller or control, you know, playing a game, you can do the fighting but still let them mm-hmm. decide like where we do where do we go next who do we talk to what do we say and then it's mm-hmm. fun because you know what you're going to decide and you know how the story plays out but you don't tell them and then you yeah. just see what they decide and where it goes and it always ends up somewhere completely different than what you were planning to do um yeah so, yeah it is a lot of fun so awesome well i hope you have some some fun with that and thanks again for being here yeah Awesome. All right. Well, everybody, this has been great. Thank you again for joining me. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Of course, you guys know where my stuff is, robotsradio.net. You can check out all the different shows I do. Uh, we're, we're doing patron chats on Starfield Lorecast. So we'll be talking about our experiences there. And of course, there's Elder Scrolls and there's Lord of the Rings and all sorts of other stuff. So go check that stuff out if you're looking for more content. Thank you for being here. And I'll be back next week with probably a regular episode, although we're getting into Spooktober and I always like to do some spooky episodes in spooktober so uh maybe i'll come up with something extra fun but uh we'll, we'll find out all right everybody see you next time stay safe out there to plug into everything else we're doing check out robotsradio.net reach out to me on twitter at robots underscore radio check out the robots radio rocket club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast starting a new podcast or helping your current podcast grow there's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well and you can always talk with us and the entire community over 2,000 people on the robots radio discord come join us we'd love to chat with you see you guys next time